With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Uh, Some up in the night for me, Eddie. It was really good, I thought. I mean, look, I was just hoping we had a good night because it would have been easy for people to jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, as they have done since Dillian White pulled out. But um, I thought it was a great night. Um, before we even went with a live broadcast, before the bell, good rounds for Ellie Scottney, good rounds for John Hedges, Jordan Thompson. Wow, that's how you make a statement and get a name for yourself. Um, Castaneda against Kamari, good fight. Although I must say, Coogan standing over there, he said, didn't quite catch fire like you said it would. And I did, be, I did big that fight up like it would be Gatty Ward. But it was, a, it was a good fight. Really good fight for Craig Richards. Good performance as well. Match was really tough. Johnny Fisher, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. That was his fourth fight. I've never seen anything like it. You know, the, the atmosphere, the energy. Good performance as well. Shout out to Torreira. Kept getting up, kept trying. Alan Babich, really good performance. Um, look, I love Eric Molina. Well, paid for most of his houses. But um, you got to bite down on your gum. I mean, look, if he would have gone to sleep after the first knockdown, he would have been right within his rights to do so. But you can't keep throwing yourself on the floor and looking for a way out. You've got to bite down on your gum shield. And, and, but it was a good performance from Babich, all the same. Took some big right hands himself. Um, and it was one of the best female fights I've ever seen. Chantel Cameron and Mary McGee, shout out to them too. Brilliant performance. Mary McGee was unbelievably tough. And Chantel was brilliant. She'll move on now. Hopefully she becomes undisputed champion early next year. Just a quick one on Johnny Fisher. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the towel coming in and the ref still counting? Did you see that? Yeah, that, I mean, obviously he didn't see the towel. But I, I, I mean, I'm 99.9% certain he didn't see the towel. Um, but... Yeah, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have carried on counting. But to be fair to Torero, although he was going down, he wasn't, you know, when he got up, he was on stable legs. So, but it was, it was a good stoppage and he was about to get taken out badly. But it was just, just brilliant energy. Is that the last time you bring Eric Molina over? Yeah, that's his last payday last now. I mean, again, I love the bloke. Really nice guy. But you've got to be honest with yourself. And, and it, it did, 
that we had Luke because of the the uh, travel situation we couldn't do the Lucas Brown fight. I looked at alternatives. I looked at Molina, perfect name, probably perfect fight at the perfect time after eight fights. I have to be honest. I did say to myself, will he swallow it? But I just felt that he would at least give four or five rounds before he maybe just took a knee and got overwhelmed. But, you know, fair play for getting up from the first knockdown. That was a banger. And by the way, he was he was chinning Alan Babbage. He stiffened his legs up with one of them. But I just, you know, he just don't want it anymore. And when you look at those two ladies that boxed at the end, they kind of put him to shame a little bit, you know? And But look, it's easy for us saying it, isn't it? When you're in there against some absolute lunatic Croatian, like, it can't be the nicest place in the world to be. But you'd like to see, on that kind of payday, biting down your gum shield and going to war a little bit. We know Dave Allen has had some comeback fights uh, with one. Dennis Hobson. Is it one? Yeah, I think so. One. No, he's had one. But I think he's got another one scheduled. On fight uh, zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you going to contact him about the Alan Babbage fight? I speak to him, I say speak to him all the time. He messages me every day, virtually. He's messaged me tonight. Look, without saying too much, when Dave, after I talked to Dave Allen and he retired, after the conversation I had with him, I was glad that he retired. Because he didn't want to fight anymore. He was sad. Um, I don't think he was particularly healthy, you know, in himself. And he, he, he hated boxing. And then when he announced he was coming back, I wasn't very happy because I didn't think he should do that. I don't know the reasons for why he's coming back. Wants to make some more money. No problem. Don't make you a bad person. Wants to, or misses it, or genuinely wants to have another run at trying to win championships in the division. Great if that is the case. But I don't want to see him fighting for the wrong reasons and I won't be the guy that gives him an opportunity if he's not right in himself to fight and if he's not doing it for the right reasons. Maybe he is. That's why I said to him, have a couple of fights, mm. show me how hungry you are. And his last performance, although the bloke weren't much, was, he looked, looked good, he looks fit, he looks healthy, he's smiling and I, want him to, I just want him to be happy. But... On the other side, I love the fight, right? And I think a lot of people would watch the fight. But I will only do the fight if I feel like he's happy, he's fit, he's strong, he's ready, and he, he he's not just doing it because he wants a few quid and, you know what I mean? Mm. So that, that's where I stand with it. Okay. Sticking with the heavyweight division, mm. um, of course, you were seeing Anthony's interview with Coogan. Um, have you spoke to him potentially about him getting on his own. Obviously, you know his contract's up with Sky. Have you spoke to 25 about this TV yeah, network situation? Yeah, there's a lot of conversations. I mean, look, I said in the interview there, you know, we've had a great relationship with AJ and Sky. They've been a brilliant partner and there's every there's every chance that that will continue. At the same time, of course, we're going to be talking to DAZN. Uh, other broadcasters have approached us as well. So it's not, it's not like we're jumping around looking to do a deal ASAP, but obviously at some point we will sit down and discuss it as a team and and you know, ultimately, AJ will make the decision what he wants to do. But um, plenty of options, but no, no real conversations to decide what's going to happen yet. You know, Alex Krasik was on holiday. Have you spoke to him yet? I did actually. He messaged me the other day. We're going to meet up in Paris because it's kind of in the middle, which is very nice. Yeah, okay. a little romantic dinner. Um, we met in Paris at the George Sank Hotel, and we did our first ever deal in the uh, restaurant there. And I didn't have any paper. And I did it on a little pad, which is about that big, which I've still got 
about four pages of notes and he's, he's still got his as well very romantic interesting story yeah, so we're going to go back there and uh, we're going to talk about when we're going to stage a rematch and where it's going to be and um, yeah then we'll, we'll we'll move forward and get it announced March April something like that okay I just spoke to your dad about Fury v White I saw him giving a few interviews he says he wants it to go to Perspin so that the fight gets a reflection of its true market yeah, value. I think, about that. Yeah, because I think you've got, obviously, Dillian works with us, works with DAZN, but at the same time, someone will probably do something silly. Triller. Not even Triller. I just think uh, uh, <coughs> someone backed by, you know, another government wants to hold a massive fight or there's a country, you know, I don't know. So really, unless the deal is right, why wouldn't you let it go? So, listen, I would love to promote it on the zone, and we'll, I will make a move to do that. But is Bob Arum and Tyson Fury going to agree a deal with me to promote the show on the zone? Probably not. So therefore, unless they come up with a great offer, there is a chance he could go to Perspids. Put it this way, if he goes to Perspids, he's probably going to get the most money he could. But sometimes persons aren't beneficial and sometimes it's cleaner to do a deal so that everybody knows where they stand. So, yeah, I mean, look, first things first, let's get the official negotiations ordered at the WBC convention um, and then we can start those negotiations, see if a deal can be reached and if not, it will go to Persbids. Just out of interest, if Aram, MTK, Warren want to make an offer to you before that goes mm -hmm. to Persbids, who do they deal with? Do they deal with Dillian's management Doesn't team yourself? Anybody. I mean, they could, you know, if they went to Dillian with it, he would come straight to me with it and say, we've just had this offer. Um, he would probably like it to come through me. But as everyone's said, you know, I've never had a contract with Dillian White. He's always been a fight-by-fight -fight fighter, which is the situation with some fighters. Tony Bellew is another good example of that. Carl Froch. Um, he's a close friend of mine. He's extremely loyal. We've had his back for many years and vice versa. Um, so yeah some people will try and be clever and sort of phone him direct and say yeah yeah but then he just phoned me and say right this is what we've got so he you know say so he needs me but he needs me one to help him with a deal but also to create leverage do you know what I mean if I'm there the price goes up and up and up because I'm trying to get the fight I'm I'm making offers I'm making sure that when we when if we go to purse bid we're there with heavy artillery from site deals from broadcasters so he's in a great position. Um, let's just, as I said, make sure we get to that um, negotiation stage to be ordered, and then we'll go from there. And if the deal was right, obviously we know um, ESPN and BT have got mm -hmm. rights over Tyson mm -hmm. Fury. Say the deal was right, and it had to be on ESPN and BT no exclusively. No, no problem. problem. If, if it was the right deal for Dillian White, and it was the right opportunity, no problem at all. You know, it, he he is on the smaller end of of the deal. Obviously, he's the B side to Tyson Fury, and that sometimes. You have to, you know, take opportunities that present themselves that are the right deals. Saying that, you don't roll over and let someone just walk all over you. So, and he's going to have, as I said, heavy artillery. You know, that's a question you should also ask the Tyson Fury, maybe. If the right deal came into you, or, you know, or to Bob Aaron, if the right deal came to you to stay for Eddie Hearn to stage the fight on the zone for an unbelievable financial opportunity for Tyson Fury, would you let him do it? Would you be happy for him to do it? The answer would be no. So I am happy to do it, but we are the B-side in the fight. We understand that. But you still have to fight for what's right. If that was to happen, it was to land on his own. Mm. Do you not think they have to open a pay-per-view thing for Fury White? Yes, that, but that's the kind of... This is where a lot of that pay-per-view stuff gets misconstrued. 
You know, the, the process, the mindset is exactly the same. Deliver pay-per-view events that you've seen on Sky, on DAZN, for a much cheaper price on the subscription model, right? Certain one-off events, AJ against Usyk, good example. Fury against White, you, you have to run that on a pay-per-view model. So if they want to be in those conversations, they have to have functionality. It's not a long-term plan to change the subscription model or the ethos of what we're doing. So, um, but yeah, I mean, look, there's, there's plenty of pay-per-view options out there, you know, and that's the same when you talk about AJ's UK deal. Last one on Fury v White, and we obviously know that does loads of buys mm. in the UK. Is that a big fight in America? Yeah, I think Tyson Fury is a big, I mean, look, Dillian White's a name in America, not a major household name. People have seen him fight up there. He's boxed on Showtime. He's boxed on uh, The Zone. What fight yeah. was the show? Um, can't remember now. White Chisora? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, one of them was. I'm pretty sure of it. Um, and he's boxed on The Zone. Um, I think he's boxed on HBO. I can't remember. And But Tyson Fury's a big star in the US now. You know, he's boxed on ESPN a number of times. Boxed on pay-per-view as well. Just coming off a fight of the year contender. So it's a big fight in the UK, but, uh, the US, but of course major fight in the UK market. Okay, just a, a few things to run through. So I've heard that purse bids are due for Conlon and Wood on Monday. Correct, correct? yeah. Okay, interesting fight. Yeah, interesting fight, you know, and, and many opportunities to stage that fight in a number of different territories, of course. Um, New York, Belfast, Nottingham. So, we'll, you know, we haven't managed to reach a deal, unfortunately, but we'll be bidding, top rank will be bidding, and maybe other people as well. Okay. We've seen Florian Marku is uh, back with Boxer, mm -hmm. I think, on a on one, one fight, fight deal. Yeah. Um, return to Matram after that? Yeah, we'll talk. I mean, look, when um, we did a deal with Sam Jones for Florian Marku, he said to me, look, I have to tell you, we have one fight left with Boxer, and this is their fight. He's only in a nothing fight, a little eight-round run out. And then the key with Florian is, although, although Florian has a very hardcore Albanian following in the UK from from Albanian um, fans and, and people. I feel like his bigger potential is in Albania. Um, and the, we're the only people that can do that, really, with international TV, with his own model. But, you know, we've got to look at the opportunities with Sam and um, Adam and everybody and see what he wants to do. But more than happy to work with Florian. Great guy, great fighter, a lot of energy. And um, But one day, I... I People talk about the Conor Ben fight, and I feel like that if that gains momentum, sells this place out in a heartbeat. So, yeah, we'll see. Okay. I went out to Latvia for Bradis's mm. uh, defence yeah, as well. Yeah, it's random, wasn't it? colour. Yeah, all right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said that obviously he wanted to make an offer for yeah, the Napoleon I've, I've not heard anything nothing. about that. No, nothing at all. He beat um, Arthur Mann, yeah. and he said we're going to come with a big offer for a Cody, but I haven't heard anything. We've not received any offer. I saw Cad the other day for coffee, but he's not. Uh, I think we'd have to put the money up, but if he wants to make an offer, love to. Have you made an offer yet? No. No, so no one's made an offer. No, but I've not come out and said, we're going to make a massive offer. I'm just, uh, I'd like to do the fight, but I've not said anything about we're going to make an offer. Um, but if he wants to make an offer, we'd love to make that fight. I just want to get Lawrence unifications. Honestly, Gulamari, Makabu, Bradis, anyone will do. He's just got to have them. Last one, your reaction to Jake Paul v. Tommy Fury? I think he's all right. I mean, I don't think he's a very big fight in America, but I think he's a bigger fight in the UK. Um, 
I don't mind what Jake Paul's doing. He's, at least he's box. He's he's taking the sport seriously. He's training hard and he's fighting, not boxers, but fight sort of uh, combat sport guys. Now he's fighting a guy that does box. So I don't see a problem with that. I mean, look at the opponent's Tommy Fury's face. It's the toughest fight Tommy Fury's ever had in his career. What does that say? What's it say about Tommy Fury's opponent? Only seventh fight, though, isn't it? So, so well, yeah, but what does that say about you? Talk about a YouTuber. So the Jake Paul, the YouTuber, is the toughest fight that Tommy Fury's ever had, and this is his seventh fight. So therefore, like it's a fit somehow. I don't know how. I haven't watched a lot of Tommy. I only watched his last fight and a couple of other blowouts. People are telling me it's a 50-50 fight. I can't believe it. Surely Tommy must win that fight. If not, I'm going to have to come out of retirement and end this thing. After I've knocked him out. Cool. Thank you. Okay, Eddie, roll on Sheffield. Sheffield, yeah. We've got, obviously, Canelo next week. Andy's out there, I believe. Correct. I'm going to head out there Thursday, I think, or Friday for the weigh-in. And then... You're going to be telling people to buy the fight? Yeah, why not? It's a great fight. 80 bucks, though. Um, not in the UK. £20. Oh, yeah, in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've got 10 shows in eight weeks. So we've got Sheffield with Galahad, Terry Harper, Chris Billum Smith. Then we've got the World Championship quadruple header Andre Quigley, Akmadaliev Rios, Julio Cesar Martinez, and Kaylee Reese against Kamara. Then we've got Tiafimo Lopez against George Cambosis. Then we've got, hopefully, Devin Haney against Jojo Diaz. We've got Milan. Bilbao and Uzbekistan wedged in the middle. And then tonight we announced our big show in Liverpool, December 11th, which will be announced in full this week. Connor Ben, Katie Taylor, Joe, Joe Caldina, probably Alan Babich as well after tonight. Um, Keevan. Um, and Good signing, that. Brilliant signing. Brilliant signing. And then the week after, we've got Jazora Parker, Boatsy, huge fight for Lerone Richards, Elfa Barrett, Jack Cullen. Ten shows in eight weeks. Let's go, baby. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast. Sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.